Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin, what a, what a week. Um, we released our year in review predictions for 2023, what, a week ago? And so far, I mean, we've had just... Everything's seemed to hit the fan already, and we're not even two weeks into 2023. All right, as we're recording this, Kevin, for you, it's January 13th. We've got Vince McMahon's back. We've got the board's been overthrown just about. Stephanie's essentially stepped down. Kevin, potentially the Khan family buying WWE. Like, what is this, pal? Yeah, the Khan family is going to buy WWE. But no, I mean, it's like, wow. It's been a while. We haven't spoken in like a week and a half, right? I would say roughly. Literally. Literally, yeah. Like, last time we spoke, Kevin, we recorded a bunch of content, which we're going to stagger for you guys over the next couple weeks. Um... And yeah, life was normal, wrestling was, you know, we just watched John Cena make his return, it was like, oh damn, you know, wrestling's going in 2023, and Kevin, look where we are now. Oh yeah, look at that, I mean, I was going to upload some Royal Rumble content that we got, I was going to upload that this past Monday, but then the news came out that Vince McMahon was coming back to WWE, and I was like, no, I'm just going to wait, the Royal Rumble can wait, we got to talk about Vincent Katie McMahon, we had, we had to get you in here, pal. Get you live and in living color. Pal, this is the GOAT duo of Pandemic Wrestling YouTube. And we're back for this show, pal. This, pal, Vince McMahon returning after six months following all these hush money allegations and his resignation from the chair as the CEO and the chair of the board. And Kevin, yeah. we predicted it. You predicted it. He's I back. I guaranteed it. I guaranteed it. That Vince McMahon would be back in 2023. And we're, what, like a week in? We were a week into 2023 when Vince McMahon made his way back to WWE? Oh, yeah, literally. A week. Two weeks, if that. Kevin, you wow. A-plus for you. A-plus for you. You have nailed this. You've just... Yeah. You've absolutely... W. What was Vince going to do? Like, there's only, there's only so many side chicks he could take out to dinner. What was he going to do retired, bro? We all, we all knew he was going to die in WWE. That's what we've always heard, that he was a workaholic. He's literally going to work himself to death, die at his desk. Like, like he's not just going to be chilling at, like, LA Fitness at 11 a.m. picking up chicks. Just, he's just not built that way. Pal, he's too busy in boardrooms with Saudi trillionaires explaining that Yokozuna vs. Goldberg can be the WrestleMania 40 main event. I'm sure the Saudi prince thinks that Goldberg, Steve Austin, still. I'm, I'm sure he does. He, he's probably thrilled to watch um, Goldberg in action, the WrestleMania 38 main event versus Kevin Owens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He loved that. <laughs> uh, so speaking of uh, the Khans, you, you mentioned them briefly, but I want to ask you, did, did you see Tony Khan attempting to hug one of the Jacksonville Jaguars players? Yeah, when he literally he jumped all over him like it was, a, it was a girlfriend who hadn't seen the love of her life and, like, three years and he returned from war like tony khan sprinted over he like he like jumped his like, legs his legs wrapped around this nfl football player and then tony khan he was like jumping around celebrating his phone fell out on the ground it was just kevin kevin that is the owner of the competition to wwe pal that is a machine right there pal that's a multi-billionaire that's a multi-billionaire well, right there well, isn't he allowed to be a fan of the team he owns? <laughs> yeah, right. That's what people will say. Oh, that, I, I, I saw that and I was like, bro, come on. Come on. Like, why are you jumping in this grown man's arms? Like, do you have any shame whatsoever? It, 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 like, no ounce of shame. I don't know. I mean, he's probably Hell. so coked up anyway. He's probably sitting there with Shad Khan in, in, the, in the owner's box. Probably got, like, three hookers with him and then they're all doing coke. <laughs> Only the, none of those hookers have any hush money involved. I'm like the evil Vince McMahon and the A-Pal. Well, well, Vince, he, he, you know, he can't just settle for an average street hooker. You know, Vince has to go out and get a paralegal and and make her, very, make her an executive in the company. You know, Vince don't just do hookers, bro. Vince a, makes a, executives. A, a qualified, experienced paralegal with you know a, a degree, yeah. decades of work experience. Yeah, she attended law school for like two years, so that, that was enough. Oh, this is great. So what happens when Saudi Arabia buys uh, WWE? 
So uh, we're gonna have like like women. All the women are gonna get fired. Like Saudi Arabia yep. takes over. The next day, you see Bianca Belair's gone out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then wow. what, like like at the whole women's division is just gonna go to AEW. One one Saudi Arabia owns WWE. You're gonna have oh Bianca Belair shows up at AEW. Oh Charlotte Flair is here now. Oh then at Double or Nothing 2025, we're gonna have oh what's her name is here. Whoever <laughs> from WWE, everyone a name. Uh, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley's in the Impact Zone. Oh my god! <laughs> Can you imagine? Like I, I, I couldn't imagine. Like let's say in a hypothetical, like yeah, like the Saudi prince or one of these Saudi trillionaires buys WWE from Vince and the the board and the current ownership, and you know obviously they make bank, and like what what happens for the shows, pal? Like, I think you pitched this off camera, but what, Roman Reigns loses the title to Yokozuna? Like, like what's going to... No, like, Ro- no, 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 I said Roman Reigns loses the, the title to Mansoor at the very oh, first God. show. The very first Saudi show. Like, they're just not even trying to hide it at all. They're like, no, we want no fucking Americans in this company. You know, they just start... Mansoor beats Roman Reigns in, like, 35 seconds, you know. Jimmy and Jey Uso try to save him, and Mansoor just, like, kicks both of them at the same time. Knocks them both oh out the ring. You know, you got like Jay yeah, Uso they... acting like he's Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 05 it, when Mansoor like flicks his ear. You know, Jay Uso goes flying. Like they're going to change all the commentators. Michael Cole's going to be working for a news channel in like Minnesota. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. Now, nah, you picture Braun Strowman like brings back the greatest. And he, he then brings back John Gonzalez from the dead and they have a match. And it gets like 100 billion views on like some Saudi Arabian channel. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, Great Khali's coming back for sure. Oh, great. I mean, great Khali and Jinder Mahal destroying Roman Reigns. Yeah. Like, of course. You know, Muhammad Hassan will probably be back too. Oh, my God. Kevin, I saw you mention Muhammad Hassan on Twitter and you got a nice slap on the wrist from everyone complaining. That's so racist what you tweeted. Yeah, so for the people that don't know, I, I tweeted this video of an old clip uh, for those that are too young um, to know this, because apparently I have to explain this. Um, WWE, there was once upon a time they had a character named Muhammad Hassan. Um, I believe he was born in, in Canada, but I think he he was at the time, or he is currently still a practicing Muslim. Um, so you know, Vince was like, "All right, we're gonna make a um, what, what's the word?" Uh, Damn, we're gonna make a Taliban character. There we go. That was that was yep. Vince's thinking. We're gonna make a Taliban character. So this Taliban character, Muhammad Hassan, is like sitting on a stage doing a Muslim prayer, and um, some Arabian goons come in and just beat up the Undertaker. And WWE yep. took this clip and to hype up the Muhammad Hassan and Undertaker match that was coming up at a pay per view, they they put in um, Muslim <laughs> music and Muslim prayer. They edit this yep. in. <laughs> So you got like Muhammad Hassan sitting at the on the kneeling on the stage praying. This like Muslim prayer music is going on in the background. Undertaker's getting beat up by Arabian goons. And, and I and I saw this video on my Twitter and I was like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet this. Like this is hilarious. This is so good. The the tweet that I saw originally was somebody tweeted and said, this is how Saudi Arabia is gonna get Undertaker back in WWE. Oh my god. So I saw that. And I was like, wow, this is what we're gonna see in WWE. I was like, this is what WWE is gonna look like going forward. And people got mad at me. And people, I woke up the next morning. I tweeted this at probably like one in the morning. I woke Uh up the next morning, and people were freaking out, thinking that I made the video. Uh, Like they didn't know who Muhammad Hassan is. They didn't know that that this angle happened. I was like so confused. People thought I took my time and like made this video. Like I'm gonna take two hours and make a 10 second clip for Twitter. Oh my god! It was Uh, nice. I saw the tweet, but it had like nine hundred retweets. Like, I, I saw it like like ten hours after you tweeted it, and I was reading the replies. I'm like, this isn't even like WWE made this. You're literally just like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> just, yeah. It, and people are like, oh, you racist blah. I'm like, it, it, first off, this you have nothing. It literally, WWE did this, and you you just tweeted, retweeted it. Like, you didn't even do anything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's always the tweets that I don't think are gonna get that much attention. That like that, I, then I wake up the next morning or like, whatever. I look at my check my phone four hours later and it's like a big fuss. 
Kevin, I'll say, I saw that tweet, and I, I, I laughed a lot. Like, that, 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 just because I hadn't seen that clip in maybe, like, three years. So I opened my timeline. That was the first tweet I saw. And, like, I, I click it, play the video, got the volume playing, got The Undertaker, he's minding his own business. Like, those Arabian goons bust in. You've got that prayer music playing. <laughs> They're showing Muhammad Hassan. I'm thinking about, like, the Saudi trillionaires buying WWE and that being like Roman Reigns and them doing that, like it's just, it's just funny. It's it, it's a it's a funny tweet, but I guess sense of humor doesn't exist nowadays. Power, you can't laugh at anything. Hey, most people found it funny. You know, it was a very popular That's tweet. Um, <clears throat> there were some weirdos that were like too young to know anything about wrestle about that guy that era of wrestling. Um, that were like freaking out, which was I still think that was weird. <clears throat> like people actually, like, what what goes on in your mind to think that I actually made that. Like, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, no, you you sat there for for half an hour finding stereotypical Islamic Muslim music and and putting that over a, a WWE clip, and you 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 tried to do that for clan, like, bro. Anyway, so pal, All right, let, hold on before we continue. Let, let me pull back the <clears throat> the the fourth wall, the curtain back a little bit. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I have a I have a one of my good friends is is a practicing Muslim. Uh-huh. Um, so I sent him this tweet. I was like, "Hey, bro, what do you think about this?" You know, I got like, I was like, "Hey, people on Twitter are freaking out because I tweeted this. Like, give me your honest opinion." And he was laughing so hard. He was like, "What did I just watch? <laughs> like, like, what, what is going on? Like, why is the Undertaker getting beat up by my people?" And I was like, I, 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 <laughs> "Long story, bro. You know, WWE used to be crazy twenty years ago. Long story." Like, I thought the, the, the one you tweeted of Triple H, literally, uh, Triple H and Ric Flair walking up behind Candice and Michelle, literally just pulling her skirt up, like, looking, making comments, and, like, slapping her ass, and then running off as she's, like, angry. I, th- I thought that was far worse than the, the Saudi, like, the that tweet you did, but... It's yeah, like... that was far worse, but the response to that one, everybody's like, oh, it's a character. It's a character, bro. <laughs> like, what? Uh, like, obviously... Okay. Obviously, it's fucking wrestling is fake. Like, come on. Yeah, I know. It's, it's ridiculous. But yeah. yeah, I mean, Kevin, I guess the, the kind of moral of what we're, you know, kind of talking about here, Saudi Arabia and the prospect of them buying WWE. Now, Kevin, I want to talk one thing. As far as, I guess, I mean, this is probably, you know, more your area of expertise. Yeah. In the sense of the journalism side of this, how this was covered. Yeah. Because... I, I logged in because, I mean, I, I spend my whole day at work. I barely check social media. I get on YouTube. I check Twitter at the end of the day. And, Kevin, it's been this, like, big, you know, storm. WWE sold to Saudi. Saudi buys WWE. WWE's been bought. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Like, oh, that happened quickly. Wow. Vince came in or got involved and the company was sold. And then within, like, 12 hours, no, no it was it was fake news. It was misreported. It was... All headline, clickbait. There was some murmurings and some discussions involved with Saudi Arabia. But really what's happening, Kevin, is there's a bunch of potential you know, entities who can buy WWE. There are a bunch of these, you know, NBC and Disney. And we can go through and name them in a minute. But a bunch of places, you know, people can buy them. Saudi, there was some conversation with that. And then a couple of wrestling journalists, pal, a couple of people in the wrestling media sensationalized the headline that Saudi bought WWE just for clicks and misled everyone. Yeah, I'm trying to find right now who, who the uh, Twitter account was that first broke it. Because um, the, the Twitter account that broke the news is not a credible news source. Like, that was the thing. There yeah, was, I, I, yeah. There, there was not a single, like, credible journalist. And, you know, you use that term loosely with wrestling journalism. But there wasn't a credible source that was tweeting this that Saudi Arabia had been purchased or Saudi Arabia had purchased WWE. You know, I mean, like, like every news story that we've seen regarding this whole Vince McMahon saga, the WWE sales saga, you had like the Wall Street Journal or like the Washington Post or like the New York Post or somebody like that, some credible big time journalism enterprise was tweeting this out. But the, like, what I think happened is like people wanted it to be true so they could like so bad so they could just freak out you know yes and and like me being me i made a meme out of it like i, I saw the tweet and i was like no this is no this is not real bro like i can't remember the twitter account i don't know if we should sorry to cut off here i want to just you know set the basis i've got an article in front of me so in a since deleted tweet stephen mule Mulehausen of design 
reported Tuesday that WWE had been sold to Saudi Arabia's public investment fund and that it would revert to being a private company rather than a publicly traded one. Then Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net later reported that while WWE and Saudi Arabia have agreed to a deal in principle, it hasn't been finalized. So th- those two things got tweeted. That Stephen guy at zone just tweeted that. And then Cassidy Haynes jumped in. And then a circus broke loose and it became a free-for-all. And Kevin, as you say, people wanted it to be true. They wanted, you know, just they, they wished it into existence. Same thing happens with, it's happening with Andrew Tate right now. Everyone wants him to be a human trafficker. They're wishing it into existence. It's not actually true. Same thing with the Saudi Arabia situation, pal. Some Stephen guy tweets it from DAZN. All of a sudden, oh my God, oh my God, WWE sold. Vince McMahon sold off to the Saudi. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, that was like the frenzy about it. It was just people freaking out and... Yeah, I mean, that, I was like, okay, I'll believe this when I see, you know, like, Sean Ross Sapp or, like, Dave Meltzer or the guy from Wrestling Inc. Somebody like that. I, then I would believe, okay, okay, this is probably real, you know. But it was, yeah, the guy from DAZN. There was another guy from another website or some other company. We never heard of this guy from DAZN. He just, he's, like, we would never know who he is. He might be a credible journalist. He might be a troll. I don't know. Never, I don't, I've never heard of the guy. But he got himself like a good 10 minutes of fame here, falsely reporting that WWE had been purchased by Saudi Arabia. I wonder who leaked yeah. that story to him. Who do you think it was? Who do you think was the, the leak? Was it Stephanie McMahon? Shane hmm. McMahon? Oh. Linda McMahon? Oh. Linda McMahon did this to get back at her husband, pal? I mean... I'm not going to begin to speculate on that, but feel free in the comments if you want to have a pick. Who who leaked this to Stephen Mulehausen, Mulehausen of Design? Like, where, where did this come from, pal? Because Kevin, obviously, in this industry of journalism and reporting, yeah. being the first to break a big story like this is a big deal. Yep. That's what what a lot of these journalists and people kind of fight over the the ability to be able to break such a big piece of news. Um, it just so happens that this, much like a lot of things, isn't actually true and it's misinformation. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was just, yeah, it was wild. All right, so to recap everything that's gone on since you and I last spoke, uh, where do we even begin? All right, so the first piece of news that broke is that um, there was a rumor that Vince McMahon wanted to find his way back in WWE. He, he was going to angle to be at least on the back on the board. And then, like, a day later, it's like, oh, Vince McMahon's back. And then everybody's freaking out, thinking, oh, Triple H is going to lose his power. Vince is back. We're going to go back to, to WWE, how it was before July and the past 10 years. You know, everybody loves what Triple H is doing. And, and I mean, I agree that the show flows a little differently. Um, you know, they don't insult our intelligence like they did under Vince's watch. But, I mean, Triple H is not setting the world on fire here in terms of no, how he's booking shows. No, not at all, no. You know? But, I mean, having Vince back, it would definitely be a step back, step backwards. Uh, I think nobody wanted that, but that was like... Okay, so that's the next news story. And then what? Then it comes out that Saudi Arabia is interested in buying WWE. It comes out that Netflix is interested in WWE. Then Stephanie McMahon resigns like after the Saudi hilarious. Arabia rumor. That was hilarious. The, the timing of it all, because, Kevin, that happened, like, the same day that Vince McMahon was unanimously voted in by the board, didn't it? Yeah, like, no, that was in- that was right after the rumors of the Saudi Arabia, or, like, right before the rumors of Saudi Arabia about WWE. I think it was right before. Yeah, because this all happened like a domino trial. Like, like Kevin, I, I'm sad, because, as I mentioned, like I've literally been basically working at my job for near enough every day the last two weeks, I'm not really seeing this play out. Like, I'm, I'm not living on online during this, but all I'm seeing, right, I'll check Twitter at the end of the day, and all of a sudden, like four of these dominoes have fallen. Oh my God, this company's expressed interest. Vince McMahon's now been voted in by this person. This person on the board's resigned. Stephanie's done this. This room has popped up. This person says that, like, Kevin, it's just for the last week and a week and a bit, it's been just a free for all of dominoes tipping over. Stephanie stepping down is a big one. Vince being re-backed by the board and Vince getting... Like, it's like, the, Kevin, we did our predictions and you, you literally said it was, it was like your top prediction. Yeah, Vince will be back next year in no time. Vince will have a big role in 2023. 
I was like, yeah, I agree, but I don't think it'll be too soon. And within a week, Kevin, <laughs> Vince McMahon is dominating wrestling news. Vince McMahon is potentially within days about to sell off WWE for God knows how much money. It's, it's nuts. It's $6.5 billion. Wow. That's a, uh, a lot of money, pal. Yeah. That's... Yeah, WWE is worth as much as the, uh, the New York Knicks. $6.5 billion. Wow. Yeah. Think about that for a second. So, and then don't forget the other rumor of Nick Khan having dinner with the CEO of Disney. That came out oh my too. God. It's like, wow, okay, so we've heard the rumors that Disney wanted to buy WWE. <laughs> but like now, I guess it's coming to fruition. Um, yeah, just... I mean, what is WWE going to look like owned by Disney? What, we're going to have Monday Night Raw and Disney Plus? But... I don't even... I couldn't speak because obviously people like like make memes of it like oh we're gonna have Charlotte Flair versus like a Disney character in a match like obviously like is it's gonna be this probably the same Triple H product where it's just kind of you know in matches and the stories are a bit more consistent but there's nothing that's like setting the world on fire really it's just like okay wrestling that there's not too much buzz about and that's just on Disney is it gonna be that most likely like you know, we'll still have Roman Reigns until he you know, goes off to Hollywood and he'll show up once every three weeks. And then we'll have Raw with, like, Dexter Loomis and Bronson Reed main eventing. But is that it? That's just on Disney now? Like, is that, like, the kind of angle? Or if the Saudi Arabian, you know, the, the, the billionaires there buy it and the trillionaires there buy it, what happens then? Like, we, we joke about Mansoor beating Roman Reigns to the finger poke of doom. I don't think they're going to go that extreme, but it will just be the same product, only Saudi have their hands on it. Like, I, I, can, I look forward to seeing in the next year or two what the WWE looks like. like I won't be watching week in, week out, but I, I want to see the direction of the product because I feel like that's more interesting. Yeah. Just seeing... Because we can, we've seen this product go from, you know, the, the, the golden era, the new generation era, kind of corny and cringeworthy, the attitude era where it was saying the world on fire. It was... Ruth's Aggression Era, which was a great balance of everything. PG with Cena, and then the Reality Era, where the fans just stop tuning in and don't really watch as much anymore. And now we're kind of here. And like, what the next five years and you know this makes wrestling turn into? Does wrestling go off the AWOL power? Does it become some Disney Plus exclusive thing? Monday Night Raw, we've got The Miz fighting like literally Disney characters. Like, what does this look like? Well, right. here's, here's the funnest rumor of them all. It's that, that the cons are interested in buying WWE and merging WWE with AEW. Oh, God. That That's the most interesting one of them all, really. I mean, that one came out and it's like, okay, now, now we're talking here. Now, from a comedy standpoint, I'm so down to see AEW and Tony Khan and Shad Khan purchase WWE. <clears throat> I mean, they could do it. They got the money for it they're beyond billionaires oh, why not i mean that would be amazing imagine the wrestling world would explode it would be like unlike anything we've ever seen like people would just be freaking out pal that would be nuts like that like that <laughs> Can you imagine Wheeler Yuta versus Brock Lesnar in a lights out match in the main event of a pay per view? Like double or nothing, 2024. It's like Wheeler Yuta versus Brock Lesnar. Or like would Brock Lesnar just refuse to go to work because Tony, the, the Khan's on it? Like, like what would happen in that reality if that happens? Like, well, how would, does would the meeting go down? Go ahead. Well, yeah, sorry, no, you, you go on. You go on. How, is that, how does that meeting go down? Like Tony Khan and Shad Khan show up. They, they meet at some hotel in Connecticut with Vince McMahon and the other board members and Triple H is there. And Tony Khan is just like, yeah, I want to buy the company. Because, I mean, legally, if Vince McMahon gets overwhelmed by an offer that's, like, higher than everybody else and is a certain amount of the total stock, he has to accept the offer. He has to do right by the yeah. board of directors, by, by, right. by law, you know? By, by the shareholders. Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Board of directors. Yeah. Sorry. About shareholders by law. Yeah. So he could like force them into selling. You know, they could do that, and they have the money to do that. Um, Correct. 
Like, yeah. how, how does that meeting go down? And then you got, what, Tony Khan shows up next, the next night to Monday Night Raw, and he's like, yeah, I, I run this place. Anyway, that would be... I, I can't even process it. I mean, what would happen, you know? Like, good thing it's not my job to process it and sort everything out. Could you imagine? Because obviously, it's like historic. And, we, and everyone remembers when Shane McMahon was on Nitro on like the final episode type thing. They did the simulcast. Like, everyone remembers that. Yeah. Can you imagine Tony Khan in the ring on Raw doing that same thing? You know, Triple H in the ring on like like a live AW simulcast at the same time. Like that would that would like break modern wrestling. Yeah, Triple would H. Be like, I own AEW. Yeah, like I run AEW. Adam Cole is gonna be booked right for once. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. What, what would just, wrestling look like? Like Kevin, we are at an absolute crossroads with wrestling. That, that's that's where that's where we are. Like. Kevin. Oh, you're hit to get Cody returning. Oh, the crossroads. But <laughs> I, I think that's the point, right? Like, yeah, because obviously it's the, the crossroads in the sense of where wrestling goes from here. If something, something else buys it, God forbid the Khans buy it. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. And then what, 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 would, like, what happens to Cody in that situation? Because he was, he was one of the APs in AW. And then if the Khans buy... WWE, the company Cody's in, do they just bury Cody or does Cody the top side? What what happens? What did the elite think of Cody? What does CM Punk do? Does does Brock Lesnar and the part-timers from WWE refuse to work? Does Cena come back again? Does Reigns just leave straight to Hollywood? Like like what happens? Like it's like there's so many like, oh my god, like like genuine questions you're interested in. It, well, it's here, such a massive what happened with Cody. Cody would be in charge of Raw. And the cause oh. would be like, all right, here, pal, here's your uh your show, you get Monday Night Raw. You can make Monday Night Raw three hours of you crying and, you know, getting whipped by MJF and <laughs> and pushing these old school big guys and corny wrestling stories and you know that'd be that'd be we'll get three hours of sports entertainment, pal. You know, every yeah. Monday we'll have Chris Jericho like breaking into Seth Rollins' house or something. You know, the the what, what is it? The Jericho Appreciation Society. We'll have like Sammy Guevara. Oh lord! Like, like messing with Seth Rollins' milk in his fridge. Just like, oh great! Imagine yeah, that. we get him and Tay Conti oh, like smashing in Seth Rollins' bed. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, there's some great like, like yeah, intergender storyline where you've got like Becky and Seth Rollins feuding with Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara over who's the best power couple, <laughs> and then you have Seth Rollins leaks a sex tape of Sammy Guevara, and that's like the storyline, like. What is this, bro? Literally, like that, that's what would go down. And then Cody comes out, he's crying. He's like, guys, come on. We all got to be friends, guys. What would, the, what would the ratings be? Like, hypothetically, right? Let's say, like, WWE and AEW, they're just all... Do the ratings change much? Like, does WWE... Would they lose a bunch of viewers? Because it's like, uh, Tony Khan runs this, I'm not watching it anymore. Or would they go up exponentially i can't imagine the ratings would go up exponentially if the cons bought wwe like it'd just be the aw audience to actually watch wwe now more so right like right yeah they have to at that point and then you'd have people then they would be saying oh this guy's so great like braun Strowman would be everybody's favorite you know all the people that hate yeah, him. Oh, it, it, yeah because then, then i i don't even know because yeah wrestling just be Having wrestling owned by just the one entity, I mean, we kind of saw this with WWE in the you know mid 2010s to late 2010s before AEW came around. It just becomes like there's one regime, there's one way of doing things. You know, like WWE in 2018 was god awful. That was some of the worst wrestling I've ever seen. I mean, you've got Dean Ambrose in a Bane mask. You've got just utter rubbish every week, pal. Terrible wrestling content. You got Jinder Mahal out there feuding with Roman Reigns for like three months. It's just awful. So if, if WWE and AEW are owned by the same entity, hypothetically, would it be similar? Would it just be, okay, we're going to have a 30-minute Chris Jericho versus Xavier Woods match just for the sake of it? Like, what would it be? I, I don't want to imagine it now. Well, let, let's look at this realistically. If, if this were to happen, it would be different than when Vince bought WCW. You know, WCW was a uh, depreciating asset to say the least, by the time 2001 mm -hmm. rolled around. Uh, time Warner yeah. had desperately wanted to get rid of it. They just purchased Turner. They did, They hated wrestling. They wanted nothing to do with wrestling. So, mm -hmm. 
So they're like, oh, we'll get rid of WCW for what? Like, I don't even know what it was, like six million or something? Vince paid like six, ten million for it? Three million, yeah. In WWE, they're going to be paid, they're going to be selling for 6.5 billion. So I would assume that if the cons were to own and merge AW and WWE, WWE would be like its own separate entity still, you know? Just with like the right. cons, like, you know, they probably work out some agreement where like the cons just, they just front the bill and, you know, WWE and Vince and Triple H and all those guys still make all the decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, like creatively, you know? But like AEW controls the, the TV rights, they get all the big money and they're in charge of like who's in charge of what, staffing the, the company. You know, it'd be something like that, I think. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think AEW would just flat out, I mean, that'd be nuts if AEW just flat out owned WWE and like owned everything. That'd be so effing weird. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the WWE Network becomes the AEW Network. Oh my god. Oh. That would be crazy. That, I don't think that could happen. I don't even think that that's possible at this point. Uh, Kevin, nothing's impossible after what we've seen last you know, year or two. Like, never say never to anything. Yeah, right? Maybe Kanye West will buy WWE. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, maybe Tate will come out of jail and buy AW. Like, <laughs> you, you don't know anymore. Like, yeah. yeah, the Jaguars could win the Super Bowl at this rate. Oh my god. And then Triple H will have to present Tony Khan with the WWE Championship belt, pal. That's so funny. Tony Khan, like, rejects it and goes, on, a, on an AEW World Championship, said Paul. Now that would be hilarious. I'd love to see that. That For content, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah Tony just, Khan just, like, snatch the WWE title belt from Triple H and throw it to the side. Becomes, like, a legendary meme. Like, Tony Khan is just, like, you know, like, cringe smiling in Triple H's face. Like, <laughs> oh god. Just uh, awful. Isn't that great? <laughs> yeah, wow. But no, it, it just, yeah, there, there's so much going on right now. That, like, every day there's stories which you don't know whether to believe or not. Right. There's lots of fake news being reported. There's, But the, in reality, what we do know is that Vince McMahon's back, you know, involved with the board. WWE are really pushing and making a push towards a sale. Um, so now, well, I mean, realistically, a month ago was a, you know, would have been a great time to buy WWE stock if you're you know, into trading. Yeah. Um, I did a little bit and it's you know, gone up, obviously, because there's, there's rumors of a sale. So that's been good, I guess. Um, so that's one positive. But yeah, interesting to see where it goes, pal. There's just so much happening in wrestling at the moment. I know, right? I, I thought for sure I was going to be two for two on bold predictions um, this past week. But Mercedes Monet ended up not showing up at AEW. Um, I thought for sure she was. I mean, at least to like attack... Britt Baker, Page, or whatever, whoever it would have been. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, some people thought that she was going to be the, like, they had announced Tony Storm as the mystery partner for this tag team match. Some people thought Mercedes Monet was just going to come in and, like, take Tony Storm's spot. Like, right. like, like, like we're, we were going to find Tony Storm passed out in the back, like Nathan Jones at WrestleMania 19. <laughs> Remember when, uh, when Albert and Big Show laid out Nathan <laughs> Jones at WrestleMania 19? Yep. Undertaker was like, "Oh, I gotta wrestle alone now." Oh my god! Like what? Like what? First of all, what could Big Show and Albert have done in, to Nathan Jones, a convicted criminal and a bodybuilder? What could they have possibly done to Nathan Jones to incapacitate him? I'd well, it was, in, it, was in the, it was in the bathroom, so you can only imagine what could have gone down in there with a, a seven foot three, five hundred pound man like the Big Show and Albert with his back hair. Just, just you know, going in there, a six foot seven Australian convicted criminal and former most wanted man in there over here, like that is. A, and then you got the Undertaker, a seven foot tall Texan who's from you know the Valley of the Unknown, burying people in hell. He just, when you he heard just it like that, pal, Paul White and Albert ransacked a bathroom with an Australian most wanted man in there. Pal. And took him out. Wow, that is Pete and that happened Vince McMahon. To, that happened to what many people would say is the second best WrestleMania of all time, pal. Oh my god, phenomenal! And then yeah. Kevin. Then an hour later on that same <laughs> show, Triple H pedigreed Booker T, <laughs> and from there went backstage, went to Hooters, went and slapped <laughs> Candice Michelle's back, went to you know Stephanie McMahon's hotel room. Went to the gorilla position, bought Ric Flair a coffee, kicked Randy Orton out of Legacy, and then brought him back again, chinned with Dave Batista, 
then gradually made his way down and pinned Booker T, pal. Oh, God, I love that bit. I remember the first time I did that bit. <laughs> I, I watched that video back the other day, and I was laughing so hard at myself. I was like, I was just yelling for like twelve minutes about Triple H pinning Booker T. <laughs> that was an all-time classic. That's one of my classic bits. I love that one. Yeah, that's one of your. That's one of your best. That's one of our best elite hate moments, pal. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, just... I, I watched another episode of Elite Heat back. Another classic that got my creative juices flowing, which we'll talk later. Um, yeah. But. Uh, nevertheless, yeah, some people thought we were going to find Tony Storm like that, like Mercedes Monet was going to leave Tony Storm incapacitated like Nathan Jones in 2003, <laughs> and then she's just going to be the tag team partner in this mystery tag team match. That was kind of funny to watch play out, but I did think she was going to show up, and I still think she will. I think it's only a matter of time before Mercedes Monet finds her way in AEW. It, it just... Yeah. It only makes sense. There's no way she's just going to do shows in Japan only. I don't see it. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. She'll make way more money in AEW. And she'll Correct. be a legitimate star for that AEW women's division. Like, I like Britt Baker. We all wanted Britt Baker to be the face of the women's division. And damn, AEW made her the face of the women's division. My God. Like, that. she's been champion for, what, like seven years? Has she? Britt Baker. Yeah, she or she was. Cha- I don't know. She's not champion no more, but she was champion. Well, she, she's, like, she's like the main act in that division. I mean, the the champion changes like you know a little bit. Jamie Hayter is the current champion. Tony Storm was champion. Thunder Rose was, but like Britt Baker had her like near year long run, and she's always in the main event picture. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, and she's like, still the top girl. Like Thunder Rosa was treated like an afterthought. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. It was weird, and then now Jamie Hayter. I don't even know Jamie Hayter was women's champion. I thought she was like the Atlantic champion. Is that Jay Cargill still? Uh, no, Cargill's the the TBS or TBS, whichever. Yeah. yeah, and she just beats everyone and just doesn't lose. And yeah, it's empowering, pal. Oh wow, yeah, but yeah. Mercedes Monet would be the top uh, star by a million miles in that division. Um, the question with that, in your opinion, because obviously. Like the AW fan base particularly has a habit of this person's a game changer, this person's going to change the company, change the landscape. Obviously, Sasha Banks has a far bigger, you know, presence, you know, reputation, name, all of it than someone like, you know, Keith Lee and Alistair Black and Swerve Strickland and Andrade. And, you know, even I, I'd go as far as like a, like a Brian Danielson as well. In that sense, like, where do you see, when, like, when Sasha goes to AW? Because I feel like it's more of a when than if, as you as you were saying. When you go, like, when when that happens, do you see that you know generating much buzz? Do you see it being like a CM Punk, or it's like you know it's actually kind of more elevated interest for a prolonged period of time? Do you think it's gonna put more eyeballs on the AW Women's Division? Like, what do you think that will look like when she goes to AW? I, I don't think it'll be like a CM Punk type thing like cm punk when he returned that was like big buzz you know all the uh-huh. all the, the the um all the journalists uh mainstream media was picking that up you know you see that all over espn websites like articles and stuff and the, the youtube video of his return to like 11 million views or 15 whatever it is yeah. <laughs> i don't think mercedes monet or sasha banks will do that she'll offer no. like she'll offer legitimacy in a way that It'll be kind of more behind the scenes, or uh, like not really behind the scenes, but it'll be like under not underrated, but it'll just go under the radar. CM Punk is like more in your face, more brash, whereas like Sasha Banks, she what she has that the other people in the AEW women's division don't have is like respect. That's from the, the industry. Yeah, and she has like mainstream notoriety too. Like there'll be like like guys that are that like men that have like young daughters they'll be like oh sasha that's sasha banks like oh wow i want to watch AEW now because sasha banks is there you know she yeah. she just she draws to the average person and Correct. she has that that capability of just bringing in young girls and um and her legion of fans too i mean she's got a a legion of fans um, yeah like legitimate sasha banks fans like this is one of the things pal not just Sasha, but like you look at wrestling at the moment. Like, which wrestlers have like legitimate fan bases like for the wrestler? Like, Reigns has a legit fan base. Mm-hmm. Sasha does. Mm-hmm. 
in my experience on Twitter, I said Bianca Belair does. Absolutely. Like, it's like a legitimate, like, fan base who, like, actually enjoy, like, that wrestler yeah. and want to see that wrestler do well. Randy Orton. Um, of, yep, Orton. Um, I, I know, because I feel like a lot of wrestlers kind of have a couple of, like, crazy, like, marked stands on Twitter. And then oh, Seth Rollins, the rest, for sure. Seth Rollins. Yeah, Rollins. Finn Balor. Yep. Uh, yeah, Cody's growing that audience, um, that fan base, like with the double beauty stuff, I feel like. But, you know, there's, there's a few who have it. Sasha has one of the biggest, I'd argue, like, I'd say Rain still has more fans because Rain's just a bigger star. But, like, Sasha, in, the, in terms of star power and how many of those fans she has, she's, like, one of the biggest contingents of fans in modern wrestling um, who are just fans of her. Yeah. So. I think it's, it's going to be a big deal for AW to get her. I think it's going to raise the stock of the women's division. It's going to have more credibility behind the scenes. And, and, and here's actually, two. Let, let me throw this in there. Here's two where she will her impact will be most felt with the culture. You know, she's big for for black culture. She would be huge for AW. AW doesn't have anyone in black culture. Cargill. Yeah, Jay Cargill. Yeah, to an extent, but I mean, she's. You know, no, no disrespect to her. She's on Sasha Banks. You know, true. She's she's the closest they got for sure. But like, yeah, like WWE. You know, you got so many throughout the years that were that were for the culture. You know, and even even wrestlers like Randy Orton. You know, Randy Orton is like one of the biggest wrestlers in the hip hop community. You know, and Ric Flair and all these guys. Like Sasha Banks brings that kind of legitimacy to AEW yeah. that they've been missing. They they just. Not to say, not, I'm not saying they're not diverse because they have Keith Lee and sort of Strickland and the acclaimed and countless other people, but Sasha brings the culture there. Sasha brings the hip hop culture. The, the Sasha Sasha will get big, Sasha will get big swells kids watching AEW. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, that's how we'll phrase it. Like, obviously, I mean, yeah. this time a year ago, there was that big thing where Big Swole was like, "My kids can watch AEW, and they hardly see anyone who." does well who looks like them and everyone was like the pentagon and ray phoenix like not the same thing oh andrade like no the, the, idiots yeah, they'll but bring yeah, the nah, swag but... she'll bring the swag that AEW needs she'll be that missing piece but pal they've got a great women's division they got tony storm who's most famous for charlotte cream pieing her on smackdown starting only fans wow. wow uh she did what Is that charlotte, charlotte did what to her Charlotte threw a cream pie in her face. That literally happened on SmackDown. She got cream pied by Charlotte. Yeah, she got cream pied by Charlotte, you say. That literally happened on SmackDown, pal. Check the footage. Oh, that sounds, um, that sounds interesting. Yeah, so basically, yeah, Tony Storm's, Tony Storm's career is getting cream pied and starting only. That's her career. Wow, well, uh, thank you for that image. Um, well, that, is that, am I wrong? I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, yeah, Tony Storm. Yeah, beautiful woman, for sure. Okay, well, Kevin, I, I know you. you I, I was hearing some clapping noises there. Um, so, clapping, sorry? clapping noises. You say? We'll we'll move on, pal. Kevin, <laughs> anything else you want to talk about? Obviously, oh there's some. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, pal. Do you want to do a quick discussion about anything else? Oh, because obviously the sales, the big thing, yeah. the, the prospect of the cons buying WWE, Vince, yeah. your favorite, you know, Hooters regular Vince McMahon. Like, yeah, isn't this incredible? Vincent Kennedy McMahon, he retires as chairman and CEO of WWE, he comes back five months later, forces his daughter to resign. Wow. What a what a year! What a year twenty twenty three has been already. What's next, bro? What, what's gonna happen over these next eleven months? At, at this, Kevin, this one pick the most ridiculous like predictions you can, and maybe even saying that ridiculous. Because yeah. Kevin, if you said two weeks ago, oh, yeah, Vince will just be back. He'll pretty much overthrow the board. There'll be heavy rumors of the Khan family buying WWE, Saudi buying WWE for a nuts amount of money. The the landscape of wrestling altogether changing entirely. Like. If you told us that within two weeks of 2023, that's what had happened. I'd probably believe you, to be honest, like at this point, after 2022, which was insane, but... Yeah, right? Like, yeah. Is, that, like is R. Kelly going to show up in WWE now? They're going to, like, Vince is going to free him from jail, pay his bond, oh and we're going to have R. Kelly sitting there on Raw, like on commentary, like, what? 
<laughs> oh my god. Imagine, oh my god, that'd be so funny, bro. Oh, that's just terrible. Yeah. That's just... I mean, that's what we need, pal. Oh. Now, there's only a storyline where Paul Levesque frees Tory Lane. No, that'd be Tony Khan, pal. Tony Khan loves rap, rap music, pal. Oh my god! Yeah, oh my yeah. god! Yeah, we'll have a. Uh, yeah, Tony. Tony, Tony Tony, there's a storyline. Pal, the storyline on Dark Elevation where Tony Khan <laughs> pays for the Jaguars to bust open Tory Lane's jail cell and get him out. Wow, isn't that fantastic? <laughs> you, got, you got a full NFL football team saving Tory Lanez off his, wrong, off his wrongful conviction, pal. Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm not oh, touching that God. one. I'm not touching that one. No. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm not touching that one. Okay. That's Fair a little enough. too much heat for me, pal. Um, really? You can't I can't handle the heat, pal? I mean, did, did you hear the, 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 the phone call from jail mm-hmm. that he made that night? And you still think he was wrongfully convicted after that? Pal, I just think with Megan's track record of lying, I just, yeah, I, you know, it, it, it's, mm, you know, just, just believe her. It's like, okay. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. At this yeah. point, I don't know what to believe. But according to the court of, the court of law, um, he is a felon and he is convicted of the, of the crime. So I'll leave it at that. Whatever they tell us. At this court point. of law, pal. The court of law, pal. Yeah, I, I don't know how we've ended up. We've ended up here with Megan the Stallion, who literally slept with Ben Simmons. We've ended up here. Wow. You know, you know, it's funny too. Speaking of uh, the court of law, how come mm-hmm. Chris Benoit never got a, a rightful trial? Well, I mean, he was dead. Yeah, but a dead man can't go on trial. Like the, his family can't. Uh, who would who would have who would have been defending him? His parents or somebody. What or they his... they would have been like no. I... I don't know. Just saying. I'm, I'm just like, saying. I, I'm just saying. I see what you're saying. I can imagine Vince McMahon representing <laughs> Benoit in the Benoit trial. You got like Vince crying in the courtroom. You got like the coroner and like all these like. Oh my god. Yeah, you have Chris Jericho <laughs> sitting out there in the crowd. Chris Jericho goes, takes the stand. He's like, I knew Chris. I knew Benoit, damn it. <laughs> this is all over like Fox News, CNN, ABC. Oh my god! This is mainstream coverage. You got like the trial of Chris Benoit and whatever September two thousand nine. WWE's like WWE's about to get just thrown off television because Vince McMahon is defending this wrestler that killed himself and his wife and his kid. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. WWE blame WCW and Eric Bischoff for the death, not them. Is it? Is uh, it? Wait, is this a video? Should we make this a video? The, the the hypothetical trial of Chris Benoit or is that oh something we my god oh that'd be that that would get Twitter going <laughs> you imagine the trial of Chris Benoit it's, it's us it. doing like, a, like imagine like I'm in the states and we like we simulate this we get like we, get, like, we hire out a courtroom for an hour and we simulate we have a judge and then like <laughs> yeah we're we're, ta- we're talking for an hour just like how we booked AEW as a high school just <laughs> Yeah, oh my that God. same concept booking Chris Benoit's trial. All right, pal. Yeah, well, that's, uh, I think we should change the subject. What, what do you think? Yeah, no, nah, that's yeah, that's a bit that, that's out of pocket. But yeah, no, nah, Kevin, where to from here? Where to from here, Kevin? What what are your predictions? Obviously, instead of predicting for a year, we might as well predict the next week because that's at this rate how fast things are moving. Um, what are your predictions the next week, two weeks, come Royal Rumble time? What do you see having happened now? I don't even know. I I don't know. I don't even know what to predict. I mean, Cody Rose is going to come back and come in number 30 in the Royal Rumble and they get clotheslined by whoever gets eliminated immediately as soon as he steps in the ring by Braun Strowman. Uh-huh. I can see that. You know, big the big return to Cody. He's crying, pal. He just got eliminated. Then, then we get a year and a half long storyline arc of how Cody lost his smile. Oh my god. <laughs> he goes out on Raw every week crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a twenty-five minute segment to open the show every week. Cody comes out, it becomes like authority segments. Cody's in the ring and he just talks and talks and he just recaps the storyline. He just keeps saying every week, "I re- I re-debuted here at WrestleMania. Dusty Rhodes died. I ran the other company, and now I'm here for my family, for the polka dots, for the the Rhodes name." For, for Rhodes and Misses, or whatever that rubbish show, the reality show was, Brandy's out there crying. Oh You've got literally fans are like weeping in the stands, pal. They're, they're, they're hooked by Cody, pal. Oh, this is great. This is fantastic. Pal, do you want my prediction of what's going to happen? Yes, please. 
I'm predicting within the next two weeks, so b- before the Royal Rumble pay-per-view, WWE would have agreed in principle to a deal to sell the company to someone. I, I don't know. I, I don't have a clue who this will be. I don't know if it'll be Saudi. I don't know if it'll be Disney or one of these like big conglomerate entities who have like billions and billions of dollars. But I think in principle, WWE will have officially agreed to a deal with one of them within two weeks. I feel like that's the rate it's moving. I feel like Vince is in here for a month or two now to just strike while the iron's hot, get a sale, and Vince will dip and go off to see more side chicks. Um, that's my opinion. Vince will be off bathing in his $7 billion. He gets the WWE and he'll have like, um, you know, all these paralegals with him. And it's just, that's my prediction, pal. Yeah, I mean, might as well, pal. You know, maybe we'll get a storyline on television of Vince McMahon sleeping with a paralegal. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be like the, um, remember the, the Mandy Rose, Jay Uso storyline, Jimmy Uso? Yeah. Where, like, yeah, like, there'll be a similar one with, like, Vince and, like, about, like, eight side chicks. And you're like, Stephanie will storm into the hotel room and be like, Dad, this is why I stepped down! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. And you'll Paul Paul Levesque will, like, bust in and he'll just, like, join in. Oh, my right. God. Yeah, and then we'll have Cody oh. crying three hours yeah can you imagine can you imagine a monday night raw which is like a 25 minute cody crying promo about like racism in georgia and then after commercial they they have like a 24 minute good match with dexter loomis and bronson reed then they do Miz tv and then they do like uh, three women's matches boom 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 and then they have you know dominic mysterio simping for rhea ripley in the next segment at the the top of the you know 10 p.m mark and then the main event is like Vince McMahon and th- this storyline with the side chicks. And you, you know, it becomes literally like a, a borderline porno with Vince McMahon. Can you imagine the ratings? Like, wow. Oh yeah, that's like 6 million viewers right there. Everybody Cal- yeah. Turn on WWE, pal. Turn it on. Yeah, you've got like Vince McMahon is like outside like the Trump Tower and he's like begging Donald Trump to let him in because he has like three side chicks he needs to like house somewhere. And you got like like they they're showing exclusive footage. You got exclusive footage of like Trump leaving like Trump Tower's penthouse and getting escorted by security. And Vince McMahon meets him. You got like Tucker Carlson's there covering it. You're, like meanwhile, wrestling Twitter's breaking. You've got like a bunch of these like you know woke people on Twitter saying this is the worst storyline in wrestling history, and that Vince McMahon should kill himself. And it's just how this is. This will get ratings, pal. Well, that's lit. You want to talk about Dana White beating his wife on camera? <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that. Um, uh, do you want to talk? Well, I don't really so much want to talk about that, but more so like how it's being, I guess, covered. Um, yeah, isn't that Kevin, do you, think, do you think Dana White? Cause obviously, the whole thing is obviously the the wife kind of slapped him first and initiated, but then Dana White started like punching and slapping his wife. Um, I guess any thoughts, opinions from you before I chime in? Yeah, have you? Uh, I just want to say. I think it's um, God. I think it's kind of ridiculous that fighters are actually defending Dana White. They got like a ton of fighters just like, yeah, she slapped him first, bro. She deserved that. Like, come on, man. Pal, can you imagine if Kyrie Irving did that same thing? He'd be he'd be like off of every like the vitriol. Dana White does, and ESPN are kind of just like, oh yeah, like Steve Nay and Molly on first take were just it was so nonchalant. I was like. If this was someone else, you'd be talking about them as though they were literally the worst person who's ever lived. So I, it was inconsistent. That was, that was my opinion. The, the the coverage of it, once again, if that was Kyrie Irving, oh my god. Yeah, like look at Miles Bridges. I mean, I know it's two different situations, but right. Look at Miles Bridges. It's like, oh, this guy is he has he has mental health problems. He's he's a bad guy. This that, but Dana White's just like, oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah, she slapped him first. They they were drunk. Oh, they were drunk. I mean, it's almost kind of expected from like wrestlers and MMA fighters to be violent and like drug addicts and crazy people. You know, mm. kind of sad. Like, it is, pal. Especially wrestling in like the eighties, pal. Like, imagine what the, what backstage was like in the eighties, bro. Pal, guns and knives. You got like the British bulldogs and you know whatever. Jacques Rougeau, 
Yeah, you got wrestlers getting stabbed to death in Puerto Rico. Oh my god. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, you got wrestlers snorting coke off a rusty sink, pal. Yeah, you got Scott Hall shielding the, the locker room <laughs> door as Shawn Michaels is uh, as Shawn Michaels is uh, bonding with the wife of another wrestler. In, in performing the, in the unholy basketball. acts, performing unholy religious acts yeah, in the shower, uh, strengthening their friendship. You know. Yep. Yep. Core strength, core strength and conditioning. Getting ready for the next uh, TV taping the next day. Yeah, I mean they they get you know got to make sure they're all yeah they're good. They're buddies, you know. Oh my Just god! Hanging out. Well, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash keeping watch for said wrestler. Yeah, yeah, but it's Mark Merrow and like all these wrestlers trying and like get to the locker room door, and Kevin Nash like throws them across and like. <laughs> oh my god, that's the most insane yeah. story. I think it was Kevin Nash that told that story in a shoot interview. That's insane, insane. It's absolutely nuts. What happened? I love those. I love those wrestler shoot interviews. It, it, like you've got like the wrestler looking like they haven't. Your half time look like they haven't slept in like three days, and they were they were like the like the interviewer who it's always one the same like two or three interviews every time, and then they're just like they're just just saying this stuff nonchalantly, and like we're listening to like oh my god that happened like oh jeez yeah, <laughs> like, yeah Sean Oliver he does he did most of them great guy. Hmm. He's the host of Kevin yeah. Nash's podcast now, everybody, which everyone should go subscribe to. A hundred percent. Yeah. We get around that. That's, wow. Yeah, but I love, like, I saw one one time, um, I think it was X-Pac. X-Pac was telling the story back at WCW about it when him and Scott Hall double-teamed a stripper one night after after Nitro. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, classic story. They were just, like, they were talking about how they were, they were all doing coke and <laughs> and, and like they were just hooking up with a stripper. Wow. Pal, pal, and then the the, the stories nowadays is you know yeah yeah the the guys backstage that were playing Super Smash Bros. and you had you know Cesaro walked in and Adam Cole was playing there and then you know, the, the Adam Cole got annoyed and he, he let put the controller on the on the on the table and walked off. Hey, I guess that's better than uh bunch of guys doing coke cheating on their wives i mean it's 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 more it's more pc and more like sanitary and religious like what's happening nowadays but like it's, it's less it's less entertaining for shooting interviews yeah. like <laughs> yeah, morally it's a lot better morally you know and it's right. better for the health of these guys i mean the, these wrestlers will probably be alive hopefully knock on wood they'll be alive a long time like imagine right. imagine if like like biggie breaks his neck you know he's doing great he, he looks like still looks amazing and is starting to like he's you know i don't know he may never come back to the ring but he's fine you know he's a normal functioning guy like mm-hmm. you had kurt angle break his neck and he's out there popping like 20 perks a day <laughs> and, and still wrestling with a broken neck like it's just i think it's better the way things are being done now that's just one yeah. example but yeah it is more entertaining hearing a story i mean i guess the, the stories of kurt angle doing perks maybe that's not too entertaining but you know the stories of X-Pac and Scott Hall uh, becoming friends with a stripper over a nice uh, a nice side of cocaine is uh, a good story, if you will. Oh my god! Yeah, isn't it nice? You know, they just be making friends with this woman who's a working class woman. Scott Hall and X-Pac are befriending this woman. What a lovely story! Befriending. Oh my god! What a this positive, guy. uplifting story, pal. How? Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about here before we get out? Uh, at this rate, I mean, Kevin, you'll drop some of the the content. We I think we recorded like what, two or three other pieces yeah. of content for you guys. So we got we got content to come. Um, it's not going to be one of these things where we don't upload for three months. Like we have content. Um, you obviously got today's one and plenty of content. We'll, we'll probably do like a rumble. You know, another bit of rumble content, or maybe two, and then some WrestleMania type content in the build up to that. Um, plus any news that unfolds with sale of WWE mm-hmm. and Kevin at this point God knows what else news because wrestling and the wrestling world and the news fraternity is nuts so yeah might yeah, be saying look yeah I think it's time to get out of here no I could talk all night about X-Pac and Scott all hooking up with strippers so yeah might as well cut me off while I, while you can pal because I love that yeah. stuff so yeah. yeah this is great uh yeah more content's coming um yeah we got some Royal Rumble content uh, we're going to do some more good stuff. 
here in the, the the coming future. I'm gonna tell you my ideas off air for some creative content, pal. Oh, some some zesty content. But are we gonna pile of Chris Benoit? Was that a bit too edgy? Yeah, things are gonna get a bit steamy at Elite Heat. Oh, a bit a bit, a bit racy up in the uh, Elite Heat studio. There, yeah. John. Oh yeah, it's gonna get edgy. Uh, but yeah, so thank you all for listening. You're all great people. If you still stuck with us, and you know, yeah, until the next time. <laughs>